So many owners open their shops with the dream of doing auto repair the right way, being an asset to their community, having free time with their families, and having the ability to create a financial legacy. In reality, so many find themselves working long days, are struggling to find and keep good staff, and can barely pay the bills. Since 2016, the fastest growing automotive repair coaching company, ShopFix Academy's sole purpose is to stop the average small business from destroying the average family. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com. When I was 12 years old, in summer, I did uh, work in the fields. That was really hard work. So I worked for two months. I never really want to go back. So I was like, you know what, it's either that or just apply myself in school. This is Success Leaves Clues, an automotive industry podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Hayes. There's a saying that says, you can't change your stars. It implies that the family line, situation, or status you're born into will determine what you can accomplish and how far you can succeed. Challenging this notion is the very essence of the American dream, which at its core declares anything is possible with God, grit, and determination. Few people I know embody this better than my guest, Juan Acevedo of Trust Lane Automotive in Salinas, California. Juan's story proves that you can accomplish great things despite your circumstances. In this episode, Juan will share his incredible journey and the truths you can apply in your own life and business. This is a great episode. Stay tuned. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top performing repair shops use for managing their online presence, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me effortlessly increases your car count with a strategic combination of killer websites, high converting Google ads, traffic driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call at 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Juan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Thomas. Juan, I am so excited that you're on the show. I've always loved any time that you and I have gotten to connect. We've known each other for years now. And uh, when you agreed to be on the show, I was really grateful because um, I, I know a lot of your history and your story, and uh, it's powerful. So I, I can't wait for uh, people listening to the show to be able to to learn and, and hear your story. It's going to be great. Thank you, Thomas. So uh, for those that don't know you, that are listening, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? So my name is Juan Acevedo. I am the owner of Trustling Automotive in Salinas, California. We opened up in, in 2015. Uh, we've been in business for about almost eight years. April, to be exact, of next year is going to be eight years. And um, we've been growing very rapidly uh, ever since I I joined ShopFix. And um, yeah, my, my story really comes down to, it really comes down to when I, when I you know, when I was uh, running the shop by myself uh, for three years, 
that was uh, that was a pretty hard thing to do. It was it was super hard, but um, it was well worth it. I was basically burned out, and I I I met um, Aaron Stokes at a Ratchet and Wrench conference in Chicago, Illinois. I still remember the dates. How I progress. I was reading this magazine about all these success stories, and I just wondered if I I could ever do that. So you know, at the last page, I saw the conference and. I just decided to to go. I closed my shop, took my family, like a lot of you guys know them already. And that's where I met Aaron Stokes. And that's how my story started. So Juan, I, I want to dive into that story a little bit deeper. Um, but tell us, you know, right now, you know, where does the shop stand? You know, what kind of numbers are you doing? Uh, you know, what's the culture like? You know, give us a sense for for where things are right now. So currently, uh, we've been doing about 155000 for the month. We have a four-bay shop, 2,500 square feet. Uh, we have four two-posts, one outside lift, a little scissor lift, and a one alignment rack. We currently have four technicians. Uh, they have mixed skills, and um, currently we're in training with, um, we have one service advisor in training, one full-time service advisor, and then the service manager. And I do go once or twice a week, or just as they are needing me to to help out whenever they need to. So I'm actually the drummer, you know, to keep the beat going. So right now we, uh, we're tracking 1.850 for the year. Uh, our goal was 2 million. So we've been growing a lot. Um, and I remember the first year that I was in business, I was doing $117,000 by myself. I grew to 242 the next year and then 300 the next year. So uh, tracking about 151 to 155,000 for the month. So we're close to almost hitting that 2 million mark. I, I love that. And and we're going to, I know a lot of your story, we're going to get into that for the listeners, but it makes me so happy to hear that, you know, you don't have to be there every day, that you can really be the person that drives, you know, the success. Um, but that means that you also have a lot of time for family because I know that family is huge to you. So um, I love to hear, you know, where things are at currently, man. Um, so you know, looking, starting to look at, at how we got here. Um, I know that, you know, before the, the show started, we were kind of looking through uh, some of your story. And, and one thing that you wanted to talk out and, and explain was really, you know, what your early life was like. Um, because I think that that played into a lot of, of where things are now. So, you know, what were things like growing up? Uh, what was the household like? Um, and what was early life like for you? So I come from a lower income household. Uh, I was brought to the United States when I was seven years old. We, we have a, I have three brothers and two sisters and my single mom at that time. Um, my father passed when I was three months old, so I never had a dad role model. But uh, just growing up, I still, uh, I just remember the hustle and the work style my mom had. She worked very hard. She worked in the fields and she, you know, um, showed us that hard work was always needed to to make it in life. So she did give us the opportunity to attend school if you if you if you wanted to. Um, and I, I did. Yeah. So, so when I was uh, I, I there was one instance that when I was 12 years old, uh, I did in summer, I did uh, work in the fields 
And that's when I really knew that 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 was really hard work. So that I worked for two months. I never really want to go back. So I was like, you know what? It's either that or just apply myself in school. I was never book smart. Um, I always had the just the common sense that you know you always just gotta pay attention and just 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 be a good person. I guess like uh, they taught me, my mom and brothers. So when I was uh, thirteen. That was my first real job. And then when I was 13 years old, the next summer, I actually was invited to work at the flea market selling fruit at a fruit stand. And that's probably when I got the opportunity to talk to customers and I enjoyed it. Um, I was shy, but I actually enjoyed the fact that I was selling something and I was getting, you know, we were making a profit out of that. So that's where my interpreter life started. And ever since, you know, I, I just always had that feeling, you know, maybe, I don't know, this could be a calling that I can do down my path. After that, um, it's, a, it's a long story. When I was 15 and a half, I, I bought my first vehicle. It was a 1984 Mercedes 190E. And, you know, I, I never knew anything about vehicles. Uh, with all the hard work that I did in the flea market, in the fields, I was able to buy my first car. So that taught me a, a, a lesson that, you know, the car broke down and it wasn't cheap. I took it to the shop, got it diagnosed, and I couldn't afford the repairs. So I just paid for the inspection, brought it back to the house. I had my uncle at that time. He helped me fix it. So that was a great feeling that I got by fixing my first car. and. Ever since that, I, I really still never knew that there was like, I never thought I could be a mechanic. I never even knew, never crossed my mind. But I knew that uh, a lot of people would bash, you know, mechanics because they, you know, probably they didn't make a lot of money back then. So I just decided to to keep applying myself in school. And I got another job that um, I worked at Napa Auto Parts. Uh, that's when I learned a, li a little bit more about parts and I, I was, I enjoyed it. And I still remember there was one instance that I met uh, a shop owner uh, that he's no longer here, but uh, he is the one that actually told me about how I could become a, a mechanic. So I, I still remember that I was delivering parts to him and I would just kick it there for like 30 minutes just watching. And he just told me, hey, Juan. You seem super interested in cars. Why don't you go to school? I was, what? There's school for mechanics? I never thought that. I, I always just thought that there was school like for like mechanical engineering or doctors or things like that. I knew I, I wanted to work with my hands. But um, that, at, back, at that time, I, I was going to do mechanical engineering. So I listened to to him and I just went to, I applied to a trade school and here I am, I, I graduated, um, I got my smart license, I worked in jobs here and there and that was fulfilling. I was working and doing side jobs at the same time. Later down the line, I became a mobile mechanic and I guess time passed. I was living in, in another city. Uh, I had moved on and my wife, she graduated from, from her her university. Uh, so we just decided to to come back to to the town that we're living in. And that's where I, I saw him again. I was actually at a AutoZone, 
while I was um, I was looking for parts for a, a side job that I was having, and I overheard the uh, the service guy just talking about uh, this shop that was going to close because he couldn't pay the part bills. He was just behind and he was just struggling. So I just um, dive in into a little bit and I asked him, hey, who, um, if if I could get the address where 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 Randy was, and he did gave me the address. So I went found him and he did just uh, ask me, he was super happy to see me. I was very happy to see him as well. And he was just, uh, he felt very comfortable with me. He he told me, hey Juan, you know, I think, uh, what's what, what are you up to? You know, what, what's uh, going on? Did you go to school? So I just told him my little history, my story. So I, I just told him, you know what, I did follow your advice. I went to the school that you told me to, and here I am. Um, I'm working at a quarry right now, full-time, making good money. I was making probably like $70,000 at that time. And and he just told me, you know, maybe you should buy my shop. That was scary. I was like, I just had my daughter. Uh, she was three years old at the time. And another, my uh, middle daughter, she was one year, one year old. So that was very scary for me. I was like, you know, I have a secure income. What should I do? So in me, I knew that uh, my gut feeling was to just do it. And I went back home, talked to my wife, and I just, we decided to pull the trigger and we bought them out. So that's how my story um, ended. That's how I became a shop owner. That's amazing, man. I mean, I, I, I knew bits and pieces of that and to hear it in entirety, uh, it's so powerful, man. Um, it was, did you... Do you grow up in Salinas? Yes, I grew up in Salinas. I've been here since uh, they brought us to the U.S. I, I mean, we've talked about this before. My, uh, my grandmother and grandfather lived in Seaside, um, and so I, I've, I've literally driven by, you know, all the. I mean, there's so many vegetables, you know, that are grown out there. Um, so that's that's amazing, man. To to know, you know that that's you know, a lot of the, the early part of your story and then to see where you're at now. I mean, it's just, it's awesome, dude. Um, so, you know, you, you, you take the plunge. Um, your wife's awesome. She supported you. You guys, you know, made the leap to, uh, you know, starting the business. Um, what was that like in the beginning? Did that go well? Was it rough? So it was pretty rough. Um, I didn't know anything about what I know now. I didn't know what ARO meant, the, even the car count. I was just lost. Um, the first year, we I, we did 117,000. So, you know, I cleared probably, I was just checking my uh, records yesterday with my wife, and we did $40,000 take home that, that year. So that's when I got a little shocked, and my wife too, she's like, we're like, Man, you're you're bringing half or less than half of what you were making before. So that was kind of scary. So I was like, I got to do something. So you know, I, I at that time I was uh, I took over the shop. I was sharing the shop half. I was I had two bays at the time, and we had another another shop owner there that um, he was struggling as well. He was in business for like 25 years, and he put a lot of fear in me. And he did tell me, you know, one uh, I hired a lot of people. Uh, they backstack me. Um, they just, please, one thing I recommend you is don't don't hire. So I was a young guy, didn't know anything. I was like, I hear it from this 25-year-old shop owner. So I, I got a lot of fear in me. And I just kept going. The, the second year, 
I, I did it by myself again. I, I, I was just, I was doing the, I was wearing all the hats. I was doing the service advising. I was fixing the cars. I was cleaning the restrooms. I was doing everything. I would even sometimes go pick up parts at pick and pull, um, you know, whenever it was hard to find parts, you know, and that was, that took a toll on me and I just kept, kept grinding. So that year, you know, the second year we did, it was 242,000. So it got a little better. Uh, we took home more than a hundred thousand. So that was, that was like, oh, wow, it's, it's working. You know? Um, and in 20, in the next year, the third year that I was uh, doing it solo, uh, I, we grew a little bit more. We did about a 320,000. So, but I was just burned out. I, I put a lot of pressure on my family. I missed a lot of time. Um, you know, my wife was working super hard with the kids. She was a stay-at-home mom, and she was just, um, you know, wondering was I was that really going to be our life? Me at the shop twenty-four-seven, and she working. She just um, taking care of the kids. So that was that was very emotional for 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 her, and of course for me as well. But um, I knew there there had to be a, a better way of doing things. So I knew I wasn't going to let him down. Um, and, and, the, and, you know, here we are. So. so every year at that point, you're growing, you know, you're able to save more money. Um, you're able to, to, you know, pay bills more effectively. And in fact, you know, by, by national standards, make a good living. Um, but yeah, you're, you were burnt out working a ton of hours. How long did that continue? And then, you know, where did you start to really shift towards where you're at now? So, so the third year, um, it was in in 2017, June of 2017, some somewhere in that time. Uh, the the second, the other owner that was there, we were sharing the shop. He was just at the at his last uh, days, and he did mention to me, you know, Juan, uh, I think I'm gonna just get out of the business. Uh, it's going to be yourself with the whole shop, or you're going to have to hire another shop to, or just rent out the other half. So that that's when it got a little bit scary. I was like, wow, I, now I'm going to go double my everything, you know, like the rent. At that time, it was cheap. It was three grand. So I was paying 1500 He was paying 1500 So it was going to double. But uh, bringing more expense and that, that that was kind of scary. So that's when I really, uh, I uh, that's when I I remember I was reading a, a magazine um, that a lot of uh, shop owners probably know. It's Ratchet and Wrench, and that's where where I I saw a conference that it was going to take place in in Chicago, Lombard. It was I still remember the date, September twenty two to the twenty fourth, and I was just like. I would, I would, I was reading the the magazine, and I would was just uh, reading all these success stories, and I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I should go. And you know, I went again back home, talked to my wife, and I decided to 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 go. Uh, we went together. Uh, she was taking care of the kids at uh, at the hotel while I was attending the conference, and that's where really got a little bit interested. I was, uh, I was just super shy. Uh, I didn't know a lot of the things that I know now. And people would just see me and ask me questions. And I was just like lost. So it, uh, there was one instance, um, it was the end of the conference. The end speaker was 
Aaron Stokes. I didn't know him at the time. A lot of people didn't know him. And and I remember I was sitting on a, a round table. He, I was next to him. And he was, uh, you know, we were having lunch before. And he was eating, I think we were eating a chicken or something like that. And I, I saw this um, white guy just eating the chicken with his bare hands. And I was like, wow, that's, that, that seems like, you know, like, that's kind of strange. Uh, I usually do that. And, um, and I did the same. I was like, you know what? This guy's kind of... I like this guy. So we finished. I was probably one of the few uh, Hispanics there. And uh, he he got up and did the end closing for the uh, conference. And he just started like how he trained people, how he does his uh, trainings. And I just that that stood uh, that stood with me. I was just in shock. I wrote down his email. And that same day, I just emailed him and I just told, I just told him, you know what? I'm a one-shop owner. I'm solo. I've been doing this for three years. I'm burned out. Now this opportunity came up with taking over the whole shop. What should I do? Should I just rent it out for to another one or should I hire? I don't know how to hire. I was afraid of workers' compensation. I didn't know anything. So immediately he just said, you know, um, let, let's dive a little bit deeper. Let's do a shop analysis call. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know uh, what I think and what can we do from there. So so we we did do that uh, shop analysis call. Um, he did bro- break it down. He told me, look, uh, if you hire your first employee, um, this is what you can do. Your second one. So I still remember the numbers. He did tell me, you know, if you really, really apply yourself and hire the, just start hiring, you know, you can do $82,000 a month. Um, that was, that was pretty good. And I was just like, that was kind of scary. You know, like, how could I do $82,000? I know I remember um, by myself, I was just doing, I, one time I did like $50,000 by myself. And that was like, uh, but I was burned out. You know, I know I could have not done it every day, every, every month. So that's when uh, I, I believe uh, I, I, I just took in everything that he told me. And he just, there was one time that he did tell me, you know, Juan, I think you're just too small. Um, the fees are this much. Uh, I think, um, you know, I give you this information. I think you should just go and hire. And then if you later on, when you get uh, more, you can come back and, you know, maybe join. So I just, I, I didn't want that. So I just told him, you know what, Aaron, I really want to join. I know I, I, I can do this. Don't worry about the, the fees. I, I will take care of it. And that's my turning point. And that's when I, I decided to attend the first conference in 2018, early 2018. And, you know, that month is when when I was just on fire. I was like, I was doing record numbers. And, you know, I started hiring my first employee and then my second one. And, you know, that's when things kind of uh, progress. And we were just you know, making numbers and learning as, as I was applying the things that they would taught me at uh, the shop fix. Yeah, what's, what stands out to me, you know, knowing you, hearing, you know, more of your story and, and just seeing you over the years is, you know, you are, you are someone that takes action. You know, if you are given, hey, this is the way to go, this is the right path, and you believe in it, every time you just make it happen. And I think from my perspective, uh, that's, that's a trait that not a lot of people have. A lot of people, you know, will, will you know, overanalyze things and overthink things. And, you know, you, you just do it. You just take action. And I, I think that's such a big part of your success, Juan. 
Um, give us some some context. I you know, um, you joined the coaching company. Uh, you start taking action. You know, you said that that things started clicking uh, financially. What did that look like? I mean, what kind of numbers were you doing at that time? So the first shop uh, shopfix conference that I attend. Uh, I came back. I still remember they were talking uh, about the ARO. Uh, I even remember they said $500. So I was grained. I thought that every car that came to the shop, you had to sell $500. So guess what? I came back to my shop and every car I touched, you know, I was doing that thorough inspection. Um, you know, there's a lot of older vehicles in my town. And every car that I touched, I was able to sell $500. So that's the month that I made $50,000 by myself. So it was not hard. It was just something, more information, new information that I had. And like you said, you know, I'm a man of action. So I do things. Um, and that was one of the best months that I did by myself. So as I mentioned earlier, I, I kept um, every time I would uh, attend shop fix, I would the first probably three or four meetings, I would close my shop because I didn't have anybody running the front. So I did have pro like two technicians at that time, and I would just close the shop and I would uh, go to shop fix, learn more and come back. Uh, it was it, that was pretty challenging, but it was, uh, you know what, it was rewarding. Uh, I, I recommend that if you're in that spot, you know, don't ever think that you can't close your shop to to go to this conferences. I think this is, you're going to get more value out of it than you don't attend. So um, that was uh, that. Um, everything really changed when I did hire my my manager. Uh, she's still with uh, me today. And uh, that, that month um, when I hired uh, her with the two technicians, we were doing more than what Aaron was uh, was saying on his analysis call. So we did, uh, it was like in over 80 that month. So and it kept scaling. The next month we did 90. Um, and, you know, we were, we were that year when I hired my first manager. So we went basically from 300,000 when I was doing it by myself to that next year we did 900,000. So I just, I just had uh, the right help and, you know, we were just hungry to, to make it happen. So ever since then we, we kept growing. I know in, in 20, 2020 in COVID area, we, um, it was, Kind of challenging. Um, a lot of shops here in town, and you know, uh, even in other areas, they were just uh, they they every business was just afraid of everything. So um, I remember that 2020, I I had a it was like four technicians, and it was myself and my service advisor uh, manager, and um, we were just. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, we have like so much staff. Um, everybody's closing down. Uh, we were, luckily, we were, we did not. And, you know, I was just like, cars were not coming in. People were afraid of coming out. So I came up with an idea. I was like, you know what? Why don't we pick up and deliver their vehicles? So that's what we did a lot of the times. And that year, we we ended up the year two, we made like 1.4 million. So that was that was pretty good. It's amazing one. Uh, absolutely amazing. I I imagine that in that journey there were some some probably big pivotal moments, some big breakthroughs that happened. What are some of those that you had along your journey? I think the biggest breakthrough was um 
my my first fire, um, he uh, basically I was afraid of firing. I didn't know how to fire. I asked a lot of people, how do you fire? You know, and a lot of them said that that's the hardest thing to do. So I knew um, I had to fire this guy. My wife told me many times to there was a lot of red flags, but I was uh, a good guy. I was like, you know, you know, I just want to help out. I, I think we can make him change. And, you know, it was one time that I think. I get a little emotional. It was um, Christmas. It, we did a Christmas part, uh, dinner, and you know, other other team went to the Christmas. Um, it was a little bit uncomfortable because I knew I I need inside of me I knew that I I needed to fire him, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. So um, we had the Christmas dinner. It was a Saturday, and then the next week, uh, probably two days after that, um, you know, I pulled the trigger. The reason I pulled the trigger was when I actually, I was super frustrated at home and I called my daughter his name. And that's, that's when I was like, no, this is it. I can't be calling my, my daughter anybody's name. So that's when I, I just fired him and I was afraid. And I was afraid of him suing me. And guess what? He did sue me. And that took a lot of drain to my wife and myself. And, and we won. Like, we fought it. And, and, and that was one of the best things, breakthroughs that I had. Because if I learned so much from doing that. I learned about labor laws. And, you know, here I am. I, I, I just knew that I had to. That was the learning moment for me. That was one of the biggest ones. Uh, I was just afraid of confrontation. Uh, not no more. I learned throughout the, the years that you have to have the hard conversation, have the hard talks. If you feel anything that is going wrong, just talk about it. And that's something that really, really taught me a lesson. Uh, another breakthrough that I can, that, uh, that happened uh, was when I had the opportunity to, to, um, to buy the shop. Um, I remember there was one time I was, it was the end of the day and my landlord comes in, walks into my office and he just tells me, hey Juan, um, I'm going to sell the shop. You have one year lease and and you're going to, we're going to transfer the lease to the other buyer. So I was, that was just another scary moment that I was like, what? I have one year lease and I have six employees. What am I going to do? So I froze for a little bit and I just told him straight up, you know, I'll buy you the shop. And he just looked at me and he's like, you? I'm like, yeah, I'll buy you the shop. Uh, just put a price. Let me know how much you want for it. And and he did tell me he wanted like $1.5 million. I was just like, no problem. I'll buy you the shop. And I just, he left and I was like, holy shit, what did I, what did I do? You know, how am I going to pay that much? I was just shocked again. So uh, he gave me like three months to close. And, and again, that's when attending the conferences helped me a lot was because was when there was one company that was talking about you know like networking how they can provide you the right networking so you can maybe you know buy a shop or you know get financial assistance uh so so i did uh, learn about uh, sba loans and i had the opportunity to apply uh, good thing all my uh, paperwork was in order. I was making money. I had the funds available. I, I am a saving. Ad, uh, 
I'm a conservative. I, I learn how to manage my money very well. Uh, I just don't spend it. If you don't need anything, why buy it? So I had all my paper in order and I applied for the loan and I got approved for one and a half million dollars. So that was a breakthrough for me that I was able to do that in like three, four years, four years that I was in, in business. Any other breakthroughs? So another breakthrough that I had was I was able to, I had the opportunity to to buy another home for my family. I knew where I was. It was not a bad home. It was a nice, nicer home that I, I am at right now, but the area was not uh, good. Um, they would, there was a lot of homeless around and a lot, they, my truck got stolen a couple of times. Even my shoes, it was super close by the shop, probably like I was walking distance. And I had the opportunity. I was like, you know what? Um, I told my wife, you know, we should, I think we should move, move to another area. And we, we were always eyeballing uh, like the, the outskirts of Salinas. Uh, as when I was young, I, I remember I, you know, I would drive through there to, to another work area that I used to. And I always said to myself, I was like, you know what, maybe like, how would it feel like buying a home here? Like they were just, it was super nice. The pastures, the, the hills and, and it, it, it is, it was, it was really nice. So uh, an opportunity came. Um, I was able to to buy to buy a home that was close to a million dollars, and it was in pretty bad shape. Um, and my wife really did not like it at that time. Uh, she didn't like that it was not nice, but she liked that she didn't like the fact that it was in a hill, and to get to it, it was super steep. So she was just afraid that she there was there could be an accident. So I just told her, you know, um, you you'll get used to it. So we we saw it. We did the uh, the walkthrough, and it was just disgusting. Um, it, it was in pretty bad shape. Um, she 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 didn't really like it at that time. So we moved. Uh, we were just we put it on the back burner. Uh, and there was another time that I remember when I was probably delivering a car to a customer, and that customer she lived uh, in a very inclined home. Uh, like uh, the driver was so inclined and she was pregnant. And I just told her, you know, like, aren't you scared to drive up this hill? She's like, no, you get used to it. So that same day I went back home and I just told my wife, okay, get in the car. Let's go to this house. And, you know, let's just, you know, let's, let's see how it would feel, you know? So we, we got on the deck and it was rotten. Uh, it was kind of scary because you think it was going to fall. And, you know, the, the view was just, spectacular it was just amazing and i just i just loved it and she saw it and she's like you know what if i can get used to it i think it would be a great home so that we were just talking and the, the house no it did not have any offers because it was you know people don't want to spend the money or time to fix it so um i made an offer i i brought it down from probably it was yeah it was in the 900s and I brought it down to 760000 So I was able to negotiate. And, you know, we closed it. We, we bought it. And we've been doing a lot of upgrades. And just, you know, being able to do that, it's, it's, it's a big thing for us. So that was a huge breakthrough. Um, the reason we did it was not because of the location. The reason we did it was because of the area, the schools for my family. The public schools are just one of the best and it's free you know um in all those schools there's it's just everybody's caring and they they, they they're just 
amazing instructors. So I was able to, that was the whole reason why we did it for the best of the family. Juan, it says a lot about your character that, you know, you went from, I mean, when you were young, having absolutely no money and and working in fields to now being in a position where, you know, you're living in a, I know that area, um, if it's the area, I think it is, is it Carmel or near Carmel? No, it's a 68. That area has, you know, incredible homes and extremely wealthy people and and you're among them. Uh, For you to go from, from, you know, the beginning of your story to where you are now, it speaks so much to your character and, and especially the reason why you've done these things. You know, it's not a, you know, I am, I am getting rich for the sake of being rich and I'm going to show off my wealth and be flashy. You know, you're, you're improving your family's life. You're improving your employees' lives and your community and you're, you're living a life where you are able to do that because of the discipline that you have. And I feel like that's something that so many people, especially as they get into those higher levels of success, can really learn. Maybe if they're on that, that far end of the spectrum of, you know, just, you know, I'm rich, I got to look a certain way to, you know, this more balanced view of being responsible and really stewarding the wealth that that you've earned and that you've been blessed with. Um, so I'm I'm so honored to know you and um, yeah, you're you're such a good man, Juan. I I, I love um, I love getting to hear even more of your story. So looking at where things are at now, I mean, we know where the shops at. We we know that you know you're you're in a place now with your family uh, that's safe and that they're getting a great education and and you're spending time with them. What is day to day What is day to day life like for you right now? Did you know that some web design companies use the same wording across all their client sites? Unfortunately, this common practice is noted by Google as plagiarism, which will cause your site to be ranked lower. That's why it's critical that whoever makes your shop's website knows better. That's why so many top shops trust leads near me to create and manage their shop's websites. As Google certified partners, they know how to make a top ranking website from an insider's perspective. Get a free site analysis by visiting leadsnearme.com or calling 888-953-2379. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. So so my day-to-day life right now is, you know, just spending more quality time with my kids, with my wife. Uh, I still go to the shop once, twice a week. And one thing that I, I am really working on is uh, is the training for my, my staff, for my manager. Um, I am just, I believe that if you train them, you know, one, if you train them well, they're going to, they're going to be well, they're going to do well. So, so that's my, uh, that's my, you know, I, I, I am with my family part of the time and then I still go to the shop so I can, you know, I'm just that drummer to, to, to put that beat so they can, you know, so we can make it together every day. I just, you know, I just wake up every day and I, I just thank God that, you know, we were here. I'm able to to spend a lot of time with my kids, with my wife, as, as that is very important to me. Um, I'm able to to be with my, my team as well. 
I think uh, one one of the things that I, I that that really touched me is you know when when you're growing and you're spending so much time at the the business you lose a lot of time with the family. Um, um, I missed a lot of time with my kids, and that time you can bring back. So I'm just trying to put myself, you know, in that like give give more back to them and you know still showing them that you know you can do anything that you put your mind so that that's something that um i am very grateful for what's next for you so i share my vision with my team uh we will open more shops i want to accomplish i want to be part of their dreams as well i want to help out my community that's that's big for me um i think if you put other people in front of you, you're always going to be that kind of person to help out. Um, it just feels good to to give uh, to the community. It just feels good to give 100 bucks to any random people walking, um, to give good tips, especially if they're hustling. It, it feels good to lend a hand whenever they need it. Um, I've given a couple cars to struggling uh, moms. I, I think I've given one, sorry, not not a couple, but I've given one car to a struggling um, mom and that felt felt pretty good. So I, I, I'm willing to do that more often and I, I will do that. Um, you know, I want to scale teammates. Um, I think that if you're a, a I consider myself not a, a, I consider myself a great leader and still learning. I'm not, uh, maybe I might not have the right wordage or the courage to do it at times, but I tend to be uh, kind of strong. And, you know, a lot of people have followed me. A lot of people have left. But I know that, you know, just by being honest and humble, you, you can have a great team. And like Aaron says, we're not here to build whiny shop owners. Same applies to my organization. We're here to grow. And a lot of, a lot of the saying says, if you don't grow, you rot. My vision cannot happen cannot happen without a good team that will execute every time and don't give up. I believe anything is possible if you put your mind to it. If you hustle, you will harvest what you put in. If you put in the work, if you strive every day to be a little better, enjoy the journey, everything's going to be okay. I feel great to be able to help out employees to earn up to even $100,000. That just feels great that we're able to do that. And just recently, probably a week, I had one of our, our technicians. He just broke down everything that he wants to do. And he broke down his his earnings. He wants to make $100,000. So he even broke it down to the to the minute. And I, uh, I remember he said 83 cents a, a minute. And that same thing that he did, I would do that when I was doing it, uh, doing it by myself. And I just feel, you know, blessed that uh, if you get the right team, um, you're able to help them achieve that as well. So that, that's just a blessing. One, well, what you've shared today, the vulnerability you displayed, the transparency uh, is, is something that I just want to honor and thank you for uh, displaying on the show today. There are so many things that those listening can take from your story, apply to their lives, and, and build something great like you're building. Um, you are making a difference. You're making a difference for your family, for your community, for your employees. And if everyone out there you know, made it a point to, to give and to pour into others, um, you've made it very clear that that's something that gets you know, poured back into you. Juan, I have, I have one more question, one more important question. 
If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? I would be a 1967 Ford Mustang. I, I had that car before, and I just loved the way it handled. Um, it, it wasn't in good shape, but I know that, you know, the name Mustang, it's, it's wild and never gives up, I guess, only when it breaks down. But I mean the meaning, you know, why the horse is in there. Uh, but yeah, I would be a Mustang. Suits you well, man. That's a great choice. Well, Juan, let's uh, continue the conversation. I'd love to have you back on and, and we can continue hearing about your success. And uh, again, thank you so much for your time today. This was a really great episode. Thank you, Thomas. That was my interview with Juan Acevedo. I want this show to serve and impact as many people in our industry as possible. To help me in that mission, please leave us a review, subscribe to the show, and tell others about us. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at thomas at slcautopodcast.com or call 615-656-8804. And before we go, I want to say a special thanks to this show's sponsors, Leads Near Me and Shopfix Academy. We couldn't do the show without you. Thanks so much, folks. Have a great week. No two shops are the same. That's why cookie cutter advice and coaching does not work. In order for your shop to get to the next level, you must have an action plan designed around your shop's unique needs. You'll also need accountability and encouragement along the way. Let Shopfix Academy help you create your best shop. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if Shopfix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com.